DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Football Friday is presented by Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. All right, PK, so you've got your column up at 1280thezone.com. Go to the website. You can read uh, everything he has to say preseason predictions, but not just that, but kind of the analysis of why you think what you think about the Cougars, about the Utes, and about the Aggies. And we've already covered it. You said going conservative, the BYU pick is 8-4, and four, which I think you're right. That is conservative because I think there's a case to be made for 9-3. and three. Uh, And then with the Utes, you say another 8-1 and one is possible, if not improbable. Overall, the pick here is 9-3. and three. I would agree with every word of that. I think it's a coin flip on people going 9-3 and three or 10-2. and two. And with the opener tonight, we'll do the uh, predictions for the Cougars and Aggies uh, online tomorrow. But with the opener tonight, I put the Utes up now. Uh, and right now we've got over 300 votes so far. And it's 35% for 10 wins. And it's 27% for the 9-3 and three you speak of. And then there are people going low. 20% of the people think it's 8-4. and four, And 19% think 7-5 and five or worse. I don't see the other two. I think it's a coin flip between the other ones. I can see eight and four. Things just don't go as well, but it's still yeah. in the ballpark. Or any of the teams, you know, the competition is a little bit better than we gave it. ASU, USC, and Oregon beat the Utes, and they drop one other game along the way. Well, the they have Bruins. the three interception game to somebody. Washington State's always a wild card. UCLA might be a wild card. BYU might be a wild card. Any one of those three. They have that four-turnover game with three picks that uh, Kyle hates, and it gets away from him. Yeah, you get a special teams touchdown. You get a mm-hmm. punt block. Uh, I was watching the uh, Utah-Oregon game the other night. Saw it was on from a couple years back, and Thibodeau got in there and blocked a punt. I mean, no way you would have predicted that, but he came untouched around the left edge. And I don't I if I remember he didn't even leap. He blocked the putt like running right through the punt. And you know, that's a, those are always huge, huge momentum changes. So sometimes things happen. Uh, I don't anticipate it, but I didn't anticipate the youths getting smoked in that game either, but yet they did. They did. Yeah. So sometimes things happen, who knows? And injuries are always a factor in football. We've seen it a million times over. If you're playing your third team quarterback, you're probably in a world of hurt. So, who knows that? Uh, and hopefully that doesn't happen to anybody. But that that's it. So things things can happen. And the Devils haven't recruited a quarterback in two years. And if Jaden if Daniels goes down, uh, Herm Edwards might be broadcasting the NFL before the season's over. <laughs> <laughs> You also have your predictions up for Utah State. You got them at 5-7, and seven, and that's the one time I thought you had a choice and you didn't go conservative. You went a little aggressive with the fifth win right there. Well, that's my Arkansas roots, man. I mean, if you, if you have any Jonesboro in your background, it's hard to shake. Well, you and Blake are family, apparently, because you went to the same mall for dinner. <laughs> I was driving down to do the uh, to do the show the hour, and uh, we were down in Utah County. The College Football Roundtable. We were at Marley's, and I was driving down, and I heard you launch into the, yeah, he and I are family. And you go, 
what? From the rest of the guys, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, he, he brought it up. He said we're family, not me. I know he did. I, I, I 100% knew what you were saying and why you were saying it, and I saw exactly how you phrased it to get maximum reaction, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was good. It's good for well, coaches What to I show. found out is the other hosts aren't listening to our show. That's what I found out. Well, why would they? They know they can't measure because up. Because so. of oh, okay, there it is, the intimidation yeah, factor. So why, why would you do that? <laughs> I, mean, okay. I can't possibly be that good, so don't listen. I mean, I get, I get why they wouldn't do that. If I were in their shoes too, I wouldn't listen to the beast. Come on, compare yourself to everybody else. Don't compare yourselves to us. That's big picture, big picture on the Aggies at five and seven. I started looking for wins because to me, after. You know, you, well, you're on your them. third coach in four years. You're coming off a really bad season. A, a weird season, but B, also a lot of losing. I mean, I know it was weird, but they were keeping score. And they were trying to win, and they couldn't. And there's a ton of turnover. There's a lot of transfers now. coming in, so yeah. it's a yeah, huge. Yeah. that's a huge wild card. I looked at the schedule. They got North Dakota. That's the, the money game. They're bringing in a, uh, a, a championship subdivision team, right? Um They've got uh, – I figured you must have been giving them a win at UNLV. Well, I figured they got a three-game – a four-game win streak on them. So it starts so, UNLV, CSU, Hawaii, New Mexico State. Those potentially swing games, I'm looking at them winning them all. Uh, CSU seems like a reach. I get the others. Hawaii is 2-5 and five swing, coming into Logan. You CSU at home. It, it is. It is. Double check that. Yeah. It is. No. It is. It's a home game, uh, at UNLV, home to CSU in Hawaii, at New Mexico State. Man, New Mexico State. That's if I were in the bottom of the Mountain West, I would absolutely schedule New Mexico State. If I were the bottom half of the league, I'd be looking at those guys thinking that's a W. We well, need they're a independent w. right now, aren't they? They still? are. They yeah, need games. So they need games. They need games. And if you're in the bottom half of the Mountain West and you need a win without traveling halfway across the country, yeah. you, you schedule Did the you Aggies. Did you mention what Hawaii's doing with New Mexico State this they're year? They're playing home and home this year. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to be one game in Las twice. Cruces and one time in Honolulu. Yeah. Do you see at Honolulu, because Aloha Stadium's condemned, they've taken their on PC Ching Athletics Complex. And they're ma- basically making it like a glorified high school stadium. For it's going to see years, yeah. five or 6,000 people. But they're yeah, playing wait. six home games, so. Do what you got to do. Yeah, there's no other facilities to yeah, go to. Aztecs so. are playing, and the in a soccer are stadium up in, yeah. and the NFL did it. So, right. what the heck? Yep. I mean, no one will remember it over time. No. Uh, if you get a new stadium and you get good, and just, you got to do what you got to do. But I'm counting on these swing games, and it's probably well at New Mexico in a season and, finale is okay, a that's, that's a okay. potential W. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. six potential I just went wins. The you think they're going to get? I just went with the winning streak. Yeah. You, there's six potential wins, and you're looking at uh, trying to win five of those six. Which I didn't think was out of the realm. I had CSU in as a loss, so I thought you kind of had to sweep the five. Okay. All right. They're probably not going to win all the swing games. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be wrong. Yeah. I, I was thinking four and eight. You went five and seven. It's it's much easier to be uh, overestimate and and when a team isn't that good, I think, because you want them to be halfway decent. Um, and so it was easier for me because I'm figuring that the way I went with that, you know, if they get a little mojo going on, 
then maybe they oh, yeah. think they're better than they are right. and they play better. Yeah, and they're screaming nobody believes in us every week and look at these horrible preseason yeah. predictions and let's go get them. Yeah, absolutely. It's the it's the uh, Lance Reynolds statement. He may, actually made it to me under the stands at CSU. Speaking of CSU, when he made that statement to me, I remember exactly where we were, outside the locker room, up the tunnel, at, they don't even play at that stadium anymore because they've got the new stadium on campus, and I haven't been back there in a long time, uh, in 10 years. And I used to go certainly for basketball every year and then for football every other year. Uh, but he made that statement to me. He said, sometimes it's better to think you're good than to uh, not be good. But if you think you're good, that can overcome it. It's like what we were talking about with uh, Riley Jensen and the putting of mm-hmm. – uh, you know the psychological aspect of it, uh, and I oh, and I was I meant to tell you that yeah. And yesterday, I was watching the Golf Channel, and Cantlay was on there, and he was talking about that very thing, man. Because obviously he was the topic this week going into the thing starts today, the third round and final of their of their FedEx Cup, and he was talking about that very thing that we were talking about earlier in the day with uh, Riley Jensen, who has all the certifications and all and qualified to be uh, a mental coach. I don't, I don't know. How do you describe him? Mm. He does so many different a things. Mental performance coach. Mental performance coach. Yeah, I knew I was missing a word. Uh, so, and Cantlay was talking about how, he, he, you know, you get one, and it's like confidence is incremental, and then he gets to the point where you're through the roof in confidence, and in the moment, you're, yeah, man, I am one big, bad, you know what. And then you step back after it's done. You look back, wow, you see what I did? <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you had it going on, and then it builds from there, it builds from there. And he was talking about the intimidation factor that everybody had when Tiger was out there. Now, he's only 29, but he was a younger kid. He wasn't on the tour at the time, but he has the experience of knowing because you're going back 10 to 15 years. And I think Tiger is at his, what, 25th anniversary of his first when he took off. Uh, I think the, when he got his first win, I think this is his 25th year. I believe I read that somewhere. So Kentley was a little on the younger side, but he knows of that, and he was talking about that. He was talking about the mental aspect, which we've heard, you know, in golf, my gosh, because there's so much downtime that it's so strong. So I'm thinking that the Aggies, if they can get a little mo, maybe they play better than we thought they were because they start to really believe it, and this Blake Anderson has the magic touch. You know, I followed it a little bit because of the Jonesboro connection, and I've been to the stadium, and I uh, haven't been to Jonesboro in a good long while because my my wife's grandmother's deceased. But for a while there, I was going at least once a year because they were super close, even though there was a physical distance of going uh, from Phoenix to uh, Arkansas. My mother-in-law took her two kids there quite often. And she used to, when they were in Detroit, she used to spend half the summers up there, which I didn't know until uh, we were driving around Detroit one time. And she told me, oh, and she was with her, uh, her uncle. Yeah, that's the house that we used to stay in the summers. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, we used, to, we used to spend. I said, you never told me that. <laughs> so, so she was having this... Uh, uh, flashback of Detroit. I didn't realize my wife's roots in Detroit were that strong. So the point being, man, you start going, and maybe Blake Anderson has some has something going on. 
and we've enjoyed talking to him for the few times we've spoken to him. I don't know. It was more, I don't know what he has, what he doesn't have. I have to see it. But I, I, I readily admit my Aggie prediction was more on the wishful side. Yeah. I can see that a little bit. Hopefully they'll pull it together. It's more fun when they win. And uh, we, I said this earlier in the show, and we'll recap everything we, you know, everything you missed in the show coming up in the next next segment. But if you win ten games and you got into this, you got into this with Gordon and Scotty yesterday. Man, it's so awesome to listen to you do radio and listen to you do stuff to people that you do to me. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh wait, he's about to push this button. <laughs> Boom! There it is. And it was like it was like I was taking a class driving my car, and I was technically breaking everything down. Uh, he's got him set up now. He, they don't. They're not going to see the left coming at all now. And then you did it, and you were all disgusted and outraged. I'm like, this is so familiar. And I felt a little guilty afterward. You were spinning him like a top, man. It was unbelievable. And so my wife caught a piece of it, and she asked me about man. I said, come on, it's just sports. We're not really arguing about anything that matters in our lives. I texted Scotty before I left, and, uh, and I got back. PK is in rare form, LOL. <laughs> you had already started firing off on him. And I turned it on, and sure enough, I'm like, yep, Scotty's right. I recognize But you can this. do that. That's the fun aspect of sports, the, right? Yeah, the thing- Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. It doesn't matter. Yes. And, and the point you were making was... Um, Yes, it's been disappointing they've lost the Pac-12 seasons, but it, or the Pac-12 championship game, but don't throw away the whole season because you won 11 games, and it was fun. Beating UCLA was fun. Beating UCLA again was fun. I mean, they've come in the league, and they've been better than UCLA. And, oh, no question. And Locke was saying, I remember him saying, if they go into the league, they'll be at this level. You know, talking about Oregon State and Washington State. They'll never match these teams. It's like, well, they've done pretty good against Cal, Stanford, and UCLA. Now SC has the upper hand. And Utah's got them. He's got them. They've gotten them three times, but SC has the upper hand. You know, Arizona State has the upper hand, although Utah's been to more Pac-12 title games than ASU. So would you rather lose head-to-head but still be in the title game more often? You know, I think Utah's had a better program than the Devils in the time. Even it just though hasn't shown up in the head-to-head record. Right? It's just yeah. sort of a fluke there, uh, and those things happen. That's, but, the, that's the essence of this conference. There's things you can't explain. But stepping back and looking at it objectively, Utah's had a better program than the Sun Devils. But if you win 10 games, even if there's ultimately disappointment because you yeah. lose a conference title game or BYU doesn't play conference title games, but if it's 10-2 and two and they look back at the two and say, woulda, coulda, shoulda. There was one year they were like 8-1 and one, and Dick Harmon, if, next time we have him on, we'll ask him about this. I know he remembers writing about this. They lost to Virginia and there was a holding call, and he referred to it as whatever the BCS was worth then, $8 million or whatever it was. It was an $8 million holding call. Now, ultimately, they lost games late in the year, so it didn't matter because they lost other games. But I just think if you get to 10 wins, even if you are disappointed over those one, two, or three losses, it's still an awesome season. And I've counted it up now. Utah, Utah State, and BYU have combined for 28 10-win seasons. And there's only one of them that you could argue was disappointing. And I'm not convinced it was. But I get that the first year BYU was independent, the schedule wasn't very good, and Cougar fans were still way down over Utah getting into the Pac-12, leaving the Mountain West, not really having rivalry games. You know, that's, that was a weird season. So if you want to set that one aside. But the other 27, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what else happened. 
You know, you can say Gary Anderson and the Aggies, and they won 11 games, and the whack wasn't very good. Yeah? And everybody was singing and dancing in midfield, and Gary was up on their shoulders. Looked to me like people were having an awfully good time. So what are you throwing that back for? Because it was the whack, and it was watered down. So what? I agree. You know, they were moving on to the Mountain West. It wasn't like they were stuck in the whack forever. It was literally the last year they were going to be in the league. Yeah. So... And, and you can do the same thing for, uh, you know, the Utes were 10-2 and two with Ronnie Mack, and they were undefeated and shouldn't have lost the two games they did. It was still an awesome season. And so don't don't yeah, Eight and one back. in conference? Come on, man. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, everything you missed in the show, we'll get you up to speed next. Stay with us. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30, presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON, on your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. 975-1280 the zone in the Zone Sports Network. I've been around enough quarterbacks to know, you know, what they look at and, and do, and the great ones want that little extra thing that you can give them to make them even greater than they are. This kid uh is the epitome of that. That is the Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, and he is talking about Patrick Mahomes and his worth work ethic. The Chiefs Favorite to go to the Super Bowl for a third straight year. They've been in the AFC title game three years in a row and won two of the three. Uh, Lincoln Kennedy was on and did bring up the one thing that uh, should worry Kansas City fans, and that is, well, there's two things. One, when you lose the Super Bowl, there can be a hangover and a letdown, and there's some teams that have had really bad years and after losing a uh, Super Bowl. And then also, as Mahomes, uh, you know, when he's in the rookie contract, you can spend more money on all the other positions. It's the same thing the Seahawks went through when Russell Wilson was on his rookie contract. Then you got to pay him. Now it's harder to build the team around them. And there's a reason the Seahawks haven't been back to the Super Bowl after they, they went twice and won one and lost one. And the Chiefs went twice and won one and lost one. Yeah, but I don't think Russell's as good as uh, Mahomes. I give you that. I don't think anybody's as good as Mahomes right now. He is so exciting. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think that they're going to be fine. I don't know if they're going to go to the Super Bowl because you get in those one-game playoffs. I mean, a lot of things need to happen. Well, we saw their uh, their tackle tore his Achilles last year and in, late in the AFC title game, which they were ahead, and so they won they that. Issues. But then they obviously had a lot of issues trying to block the uh, the Buccaneers in the in the Super Bowl. They have s- at least six linemen who are new this year in that rotation on that offensive line. Building it up from scratch. Andy Reid, right in his wheelhouse. Fix the O-line. Lincoln Kennedy was on, Pac-12 Network analyst and uh, Raider analyst. I think the big takeaway from that interview, for those of you who missed it, you can go back and listen to it, 1280thezone.com. You already got it up, Yach? Yeah, so look for Lincoln Kennedy. You'll find it there, 1280thezone.com. But typically, he was down on USC, had them third in the Pac-12 South behind the, the Devils and the Utes. Yeah, we'll just leave that alone. <laughs> okay. Your Devils to win the division? You feeling it? Oh, I think they got a shot, sure. Yeah. It's three things. They can win the division, they can be okay, or they can implode. 
Well, if the coaching thing keeps going, then maybe implosion does happen. And maybe there's a quick resolution to an NCAA thing that we normally don't see because they've been interviewing these people and they've got a ton of evidence, so they can't lie. Because I was told by multiple people high up in coaching, you just deny it and the NCAA eventually just goes away because they don't have stuff to... They don't have subpoena power. Blah, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. But here, because they had a couple of guys, at least one that got burned uh, by not by either getting fired or not getting a job they wanted, turned state's evidence on them, and uh, so they've got a they do have a bunch of information now that I could also argue that that actually unites this bunker mentality type deal with this team, and they come through because most of them are going to be gone. So what do they care? <laughs> so uh, I saw. Uh, Mel Kuyper had a list of the top quarterbacks, and he had Daniels at four. I was surprised he was that high. So, and I think it was of eligible quarterbacks for the draft, and this being his third year, obviously he could be eligible for that. So uh, maybe maybe they do put it together. It's not. It's th- certainly not out of the realm. Uh, but if you go along of ASU stands for always something university that something will get in the way. And, and as I say, man, they are so thin at that position. That quarterback room is very sparse. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. Well played. Quarterback room and sparse. Uh, yes. College football tonight. Arizona State's playing Southern Utah at 830 on the Pac-12 network right after the Utah-Weaver State game ends. It kicks off at 530. Then they'll switch to Tempe and Southern Utah and ASU at 8.30. Southern Utah already lost at San Jose State and pretty handily, so I would expect that ASU wins this pretty handily. Then they should beat UNLV at home next week, and then they come to BYU. They ought to be 2-0 rolling into Pro Okay, Bowl. you're not going to do this again like you did that one year where you pick them to win every week so I can't celebrate? You can celebrate. I don't understand why because I pick them you can't win. Talk about playing the victim. Because I don't understand why you do that and why you don't let it. it. I only did it The Dan Shelton thing just got under your skin because he came in there just popping off about Florida and it pissed you off in basketball and football. I don't pop off. It's a friggin' game. These guys are 40 years younger than me. What the hell do I care? I don't even know what you're complaining about, but whatever. Complaining about you. I think they ought to be 2-0 when they roll into Provo. There you go again. Nobody cares about them. Move on to the teams we I care think about. Ute fans do care, and I think BYU fans care, because they both play them. One week. And it matters. One week. Uh, anything else that uh, the Lincoln threw out that you care about that you would like to repeat to the people? Or any, anything else we hit on over the course of this show? This is where we catch people up. They've missed stuff. The 9 o'clock listener, late to the party. What do they need to go back and listen to? Well, his his thoughts on the preseason teams not playing yeah. anybody. I mean, that it's become an epidemic now. Only it's play like the a guys you cut. Preseason game on. I'm not gonna watch it. What's the point? <laughs> no. uh, I mean, I, and I used to, not, you know, didn't set my watch or calendar for preseason games, but I did watch them. Now I don't watch any of them. Man, there's got to be something else on poker or something. <laughs> got <Poker>. to <laughs> be better than hey, what we're the, seeing. Is the rodeo from Vegas on? <laughs> Is the Golf Channel replaying something that I already saw how it ended? Yeah. Final Rodeo? Come on, that's that's good stuff. Well, uh, so they do nothing there. And then on the rise of these quarterbacks, man, the quarterbacks, there's just a run on them. There's just, 
if you're halfway decent, you're going in the first round and, and probably getting a chance. I mean, it seems like the, the days of uh, a dark horse out there just don't no. exist to the level that they used to. Nope. The, the guy who used to slide to the third or sixth round and then end up being a good player, he just goes in the first. And if you whiff, you whiff. But if you don't grab him in the first half of the first round, he's not on the board anymore. Well, the good thing about it is if you whiff, then you'll probably have a chance next year. Next year, year. yes. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, that's the Jet story. Let's get so that just, kid out of USC. He looks good. Well, eh. I, uh, Let's get Cardinal, the kid out of BYU. He looks good. Cardinal story. Yeah. So uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to start. Zach Wilson is going to start. Trey Lance, uh, the Niners are playing it close to the vest. Is he going to alternate? What are they going to do with him? I don't well, know. I think that you're going to have Lance and Fields be starting at some point Later, this year. Right. Fields There's no way they the... stand around the whole season. Right. And then you got Mac Jones in New England. We already know he's going to start. So three, yeah. three of the five are starting for sure. And the other two guys probably later in the year seem to be the way to bet right now. Yeah. We went over your college football picks. BYU. You went conservative, eight and four. Utes, nine and three. And the Aggies, five and seven. That was the one where you got aggressive. It just didn't seem right to be post liberal and BYU in the same sentence. Oh, I see what you did there. That was very, very (laughs) clever. Very clever. Got a poll question up. What will the Utes record be in the 2021 regular season? We are uh, over 350 votes now. And holding right at 35%, think 10 and 2 or better. That is basically a third of the uh, a third of the audience, which probably means what, half of the Ute fans are thinking this Ute team is lined up to crush it. 10 and 2 or better, so beat everybody except USC and Oregon. Or if you stumble against ASU or BYU or UCLA, then you make it up by beating USC or Oregon. 10 and 2. Awfully good. Well, I think seven and two can get the job done this year. You think USC is going to so seven and two if you beat USC? Uh, maybe not, but probably. So you're talking tiebreaker, right? I see no reason why they don't beat SC. I'm not saying they're going to, but I see no reason why they don't. It's not like wow, can you believe that? No, I no. don't think we're at that level. And the good thing is we'll have four or five games for each ball club by the time we get there and have a better feel for it. Yes, the Utes will have four under their belt and a bye week before that game. And SC will play every week and play five. Oh, and he, uh, the genius, the defensive wizard, never loses following a bye week. (laughs) (laughs) We know we'll hear that. Yes, we will. I look forward to hearing it. That sort of went out the window on the two bowl losses. Yes. But I, I really attribute that to the hangover of being this close to the Rose Bowl and not getting it done. Well, we'll have to go back and just dig up after regular season bye weeks. Right. Because it's the when he has more than one week to prepare. So the first game, the regular season bye week, and then going into the bowl game. Well, Kyle's bowl record was awesome. They've opened up with a lot of big sky opponents who so they ought to be beating no matter how much time they have to prepare. So really, it ought to just be comparing apples to apples. What are they after a regular season bye week? And then you also have to compare it uh, once they got established in the Pac-12 versus the early years when they were still playing Mountain West players, by and large. And they had to filter those guys out through the program. So in the end, what the crap, play the game.
All right, DJ and PK, that is the stuff we have been talking about today. Anything you missed, you can go back and listen to 1280thezone.com. All the shows are archived there. You can listen hour by hour, wherever you get podcasts. You can download any of the shows all day long, and the interviews are broken out separately, so you can find uh, Lincoln Kennedy. For you BYU fans, coming up tomorrow, Alex Brink, Washington State football analyst for you for you Cougar fans. For you Aggie fans tomorrow, although we talked Aggie Utes and Cougars because they're playing everybody, we are going to see a lot of Washington State football this year. Uh, they got yep. the Aggies uh, coming up Saturday night. So we'll have Alex Brink tomorrow. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback, some of it hilarious. Coming up next, stay with us. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes get set for an in-state showdown against Weber State at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Catch the Ute pregame show Thursday at 4, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Samson Nakua knows the Utes better than anyone who doesn't wear dirty red, and he's guaranteed a victory for BYU on September 11th against Utah. That's right, it's guaranteed that BYU is going to beat Utah this year. One is coming. One is coming. That sounds like trash talk for next week, PK, but some people want to get in front of it. And where did we hear him say that? Dave McCann reportedly said that he said it. Well, we'll have him on Monday morning, right? Yes, we will. Samson Nakua, every Monday morning at 7 a.m. talking BYU football here uh, with DJ and PK in the morning. 7 a.m. on Mondays, BYU fans, lock it down, Samson Nakua every week. He would be the first one to go 4-0 in the rivalry with not all four wins at the same school. I believe you're right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No one else is celebrating a four-game win streak, but Samson is. Uh, Nick Ford, who wants to celebrate a four-game win streak, but all in red. Uh, he will join us at 7.30 on Monday morning. So we got Samson Nakua and Nick Ford back-to-back talking BYU and Utah football Monday mornings right here on The Zone. Riley came on yesterday. Riley Jensen said Weber State has five NFL players on the roster, and Scott just saw it and tweeted back, I would bet anyone anything that Weber does not have five NFL guys on its roster. There it is. There's the gauntlet, people. Anyone, anything. If you're looking for a bet, hit up. Okay. Slide into Scott Reese's DMs. Well, let's have it, man. Let's bet <laughs> anything. That's a risky bet right there. Because you, you, we won't know for five years. Right? There could be some freshman out there. Yeah. The college football season is here. What are your predictions? And Ellis McPickle. At nice later, Hosen <laughs> tweets back at us. <laughs> That's a Kyle Winningham reference, I'm relatively sure. Uh, the world is in commotion, and that commotion we're witnessing will continue to increase. However, we have reasons to be optimistic and have hope. What are we talking about? I believe bigger picture. He's talking climate change and pandemic and... Uh, Malware and whatever else is causing commotion in the world. Okay, well, what do we have? What are we hoping for? That's what I'm saying. Where are we going with that? Better times. For what? All Just of life us. in general? Yes. 
Well, I mean, we don't talk about life in general. Those are other shows for that. <laughs> well, your picks gave everyone hope because you've got Utah and BYU having big seasons. Not huge, but you got them at eight and nine wins. That's good. And I don't think nine and ten's out of out of the realm. I think you went you went uh, conservative on purpose. You certainly ballparked it. And the swing games are too far away to know for sure. But that's where they're tracking. Uh-huh. Steve saw the poll question. What will the Utes record be in the 2021 regular season? 10 and 2 or better, getting 35% of the vote. We're almost to 400 votes. And Steve says there's no don't care button. Steve just doesn't Well, then don't vote if you don't care. Care. Then don't vote. That's the, that's the ultimate care uh, button, don't care button. You don't have to vote. Dummy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Scorp Daddio says, expect the unexpected this season. And that usually doesn't turn out too well. For who? For what? But in this era of wokeness, gender politics, cultural appropriation, fear and paranoia, be prepared for knee-jerk reactions, bad decisions, and general ridiculousness, even in college football. I'll just focus on game two and stay sane. Can't we just have fun with this, man? No. Well, I can. You can, but apparently yeah, can, everybody I, else. Easily. That's, that's all I ever do with sports. It's fun. It's entertainment. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dr. Dad says long-term I'm, or no, excuse me. He liked that. It's a uh, Matt just Matt says long-term. I'm being optimistic that we get a full season without COVID cancellations this year. Great. All right. There's the feedback for today's show. Scotty and hands are coming up next. Any other pieces of, uh, genius you'd like to pass along? Well, we know we got a game tonight. So all you youth fans that are going, have fun, keep it under control, and enjoy yourselves. And same for Weber. You've got uh, Utah on the Pac-12 Network with Weber State at 5.30. You've got Boise State and UCF at 5, Ohio State and Minnesota at 6 on Big Fox. The Boise State game is on ESPN. And PK's Devils are playing Southern Utah at 8.30 on the Pac-12 Network. And the final word for the morning goes to Fish Fear Me at Cody G. Fish. Who cares about college football when September baseball is upon us and the wild card race will go down to the wire? Okay, well, I think there's room enough for all, though, isn't there? Can't you can't you just have enough? enough? I mean, we've got NFL football when a World Series is going on, so you can do both. Big, uh, you're athletic. I know you guys love the athletic just said the Big 12 continues to engage in serious discussions about future expansion. BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston are the four schools that have most seriously been discussed. I'm telling you, if the Big 12 was seriously considered BYU as a potential addition early in this process, yeah, I believe BYU can get in as early as next season if both sides want to. I have spoken to people. They've told me that. If BYU wants in... They're going to the Big 12 this year, or soon, whatever, whenever year. I would think uh, that expansion is announced after the Oklahoma-Texas buyout, wherever that is going, because they don't think anyone really thinks they're going to play four years in the league. So they'll negotiate something, and then the Big 12 will announce expansion after that, I would think would be the order of that. The fact is, I strongly believe that it's going to happen. At BYU, you know where they're going? 
the Big 12. It's the Big 12, brother. <laughs> it's Division One football. <laughs> Greg just hit us up. I'm here in the U. Long snapper room is crowded and brimming oh, with is. confidence. Yeah, I mean, they've got three or four transfers in there. I mean, the competition is tough. They're going to have to sort that out. <laughs> All right, we'll let Hans and Scotty sort that out. Next, we'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the game tonight.